Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, long time no talk. We're nearing the end and your favorite Villa Birdies went to a great migration for some reason. Um, Thank you so much for waiting for our penultimate episode of season 10 Villa Birds with your two favorite co-hosts, Anika and Val and Val and Anika. Y'all, we were traveling, we were working, we were just living life to the extreme this week. So we've got a lot to get through, but Val and the two Villa Birdies on her end are going to take it away. Yes, guys. Hey, I'm reporting live from Colombia, so please excuse my absence or absence. But without further ado, I'm gonna take it away from last Sunday. It feels like a lifetime has happened, but let's go. But on Sunday, we had the parents come in, and basically, we just saw a lot of. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the parents' visit I was hoping for. It was a lot of reassurance, a lot of uh, people saying, who cares what your friends think? Um, but we did have some sweet moments with Lockin and his mommy. seems like a mommy boy. And not in the bad way, but in the good way, in the green flag way. Um, we also saw Molly give Zach a reassurance gift that she got from the airport. More on that later. Monday night, we had the talent show. There was, I mean, talk about Scott and Abby just would not die down. So Scott kept insisting it was a slow burn. Abby kept insisting that she was not getting anything and neither of them would get it. During the talent show, we saw Molly kick it off with a hula hoop show. We saw Lockin do a frisbee target practice, which was fucking sick. We saw Big Wit and Ty's performance. We saw Sammy do handstands, juggling, a figure four stretch jump, whatever that is, don't even know. Zach did some basketball, um, LB and Jess did some crumping some dancing i don't know what kind it was just like no it wasn't even crumping um it was just some there's just some girlies popping and locking you know uh we saw abby paint her face like a clown for real you know she was feeling like that for a few days they said fuck it be a clown she said god damn it i am and she did some balloon animals we saw ella b do some competitive dancing slash gymnastics, which were crazy. And we saw Mitch do the Love Island 2023 roast, which we knew was coming. I was really hoping they'd give it to Scott, but it was kind of worth seeing Mitch embarrass himself. 
Um, and of course, you know, he had to go at Abby and Scott. Also, literally nobody laughed. And Whitney at one point said, it's the crickets for me. And we saw Scott do a little singy songy. Um, don't know if I was expecting him to be bad or good when they decided to let him sing. Um, but it was definitely a time to watch him sing. Tuesday, we then got the Grafties, which was completely brand new. We've never seen a Grafties before. It was interesting. They said, basically, let's have movie night part two. Let's run those tapes back for our girl, Abby. She's been fighting for our life in this villa, swearing up and down that Mitch said that it was forced with Ella B and he could only see himself on the outside with Abby. They said, let's run those tapes back. All right. So. We have flirtiest performance going to Ella B. It's given plot twist going to Mitchell, as it should. Mostly snaky situation going to Abby, which was honestly undeserved because, like, the situation mm -hmm. they showed was just not that. It was just her flirting with Scott, which she did say she was going to do and did in a more respectful manner than Mitch did. So what the fuck moment went to Molly. Best head to head went to Ella with the Ella B confrontation, totally deserved. And mad moves went to Mitchell. And while Mitchell was up there, he was giving his little speech, would not shut the fuck up, was being incredibly smug. And Scott and Mitchell had a, another head to head, which probably would have been a nominee had it happened before the grafties, where Scott mm -hmm. says, have you ever been told you sound like a fucking knobhead? And the best Mitchell could do as a comeback was shut up, idiot. So we all know mm -hmm. who won that head to head. Post grafties, grafties, we see the fallout. We see Scott insist that everyone is speaking for him and nobody's letting him get the chance to really know Abby at his own pace. Just for the mm -hmm. next day, Abby and Scott to finally call it quits. I mean, we'll get to it. The villa is also sick of, Mil of Mitch's obsession that day to the point where Sammy has been talking sense and backing the girls. We get a public vote. It leads to uh, the bottom three being voted by the public, but ultimately the Islanders get to vote who goes home, which makes me think that a couple that the producers didn't want in the bottom were in the bottom. So the bottom three were Ella B and Mitchell, Abby and Scott makes sense, and Molly and Zach. Ultimately, the Islanders pick Abby and Scott to go home. Makes complete sense since they fucking deaded it that day. The Islanders then get a text when they leave, final dates plus an incompatibility vote. And then we get eight more minutes of this episode where Mitch calls Ella B fake. After fighting for his life, that's like Scott literally what? And Abby were fake. Yeah, what? Pulls out the bag. I think Ella B is fake. Next day, day, Thursday, Thursday night's episode, we start getting the dates. Before. Mitchell and Ella B go on this date. We get Zach telling Molly what was said from Mitchell's mouth. 
Ellaby and Mitchell go on the date. What does Mitchell do? What does Mitchell do, class? Does he tell her the truth? Does he say, hey, no. I'm having some doubts? No. Nope. He asks to be exclusive. 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 Yep. Anyway. As one does when you feel like your significant other's fake as fuck. Of course, right. Not only natural. Ellaby so. has a great time. He has to be exclusive. They vote for Whitney and, and Lockin. I mean, Mitchell has been extremely Which jealous this entire also season over Whitney's popularity. So does it make sense for him? No, but I, I was more shocked that Ella B did that shit because I was like, are you okay? Right. Because Whitney's like her girl in the house. So yeah, we get to them coming back from the date and then Molly and Zach get their text to go on their date. So Molly doesn't have the opportunity to tell Ella B what Mitchell said to her but or to zach but no worries because molly told whitney right before and whitney said no 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 we don't even have to tell mitchell we don't even have yeah. to pull mitchell up on this shit because we know what he's gonna do so well whitney the fact says, that the, the fact that molly was gonna go to mitch first like are you okay are you good? why why he's gonna spin you a tail sweetheart don't even worry yeah. So Whitney tells LLB, LLB is devastated because she just had a great date where it was made exclusive. She feel, she felt like it was really real. Um, and then, of course, Mitchell's just more upset that she's upset because it just doesn't look good for him. Anyways, Molly and Zach go on their date. It's like a little Barbie-themed date. They say, I love you. They vote for Mitch and LLB. Ty and Ella then go on their date, and it's like this awesome, like, fire dinner like spanish dancing amazing gorgeous they lock it down they make each other their boyfriend girlfriend and then they vote for mitch and ella b noticing a pattern everybody's voting for the obviously least compatible pair friday we get whitney and Lockin's final date guess who they vote for Mitch and Ella B. They also go on the yacht date, which is usually a really cursed date, but Whitney really wanted the date. This is the date she wanted. So for her, I'm happy. And they got this giant yacht. They said, no. Last few years, we did a little mini yacht where you sit in the fishnet. No, 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 no. You're getting a fucking yacht. Ginormous gorgeous whatever while they're on their date the boys have to go on an un undercover mission um and they fail because jess does not drink a smoothie sammy and jess have like a little spat about it but it's fine by the time they go on their date and they are already boyfriend girlfriend and they didn't feel the need to say i love you because it was a little soon for them so honestly congrats to them because um it's nice to see couples who don't rush their situation just to prove to others where they are so yeah also their date was like a little fairy princess dinner cute and um <coughs> they vote for mitch and ella b so that would make the bottom two couples mitch and ella b with four votes mm -hmm. and whitney and Lockin with one vote voted by the least incompatible couple so no need to worry there final four locked in mitchell and ella b your time is done
honestly, the fact that you were able to cover our entire week in less than 10 minutes is a sleigh. So first of all, thank you. Second, we have a lot to go over. We're going to hop right into our birdhouses with the Miss Barbie date herself, Molly and Roadman Zach. <laughs> um, that, first of all, I loved their date. Oh my God, that pink house, the pink drinks, the pink floaties, like everything about that date was adorable. And I had the same Gucci necklace as Molly. Okay, okay. So, you clocked her designer tea. I did, and, and it was a gift, to be fair. So uh, I'm just going to put that out there as well. But aside from that similarity, th- I was cringing so hard on that date for some reason because I just didn't feel like there was any substance to what they were saying. And, like, yeah, yeah I'm glad Zach said that he loved her. And she was like, oh, Zach like that and I was just like mm-hmm. I don't know what I was just getting like secondhand embarrassment secondhand cringe from them and I'm surprised that like that people don't really think that they're incompatible anymore which was interesting too um I mean I think people do think that they're incompatible but okay I will say like their body language is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always patting her head, <laughs> which I think is cute. Like, for me, like, that's – I love that. I have a soft spot for that. Mm-hmm. I literally mm-hmm. – it's it's just very – Like, I can tell – I can tell that he likes her. Like, mm-hmm. the, the lovey eyes are there. Like, he yes. is interested. Like, I see it. I know that they have something. I know that there's something there. But I just don't know, like, of its longevity or, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like Molly does earnestly like him, even if she does a few things that are kind of, like, icky to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but from Zach's side, it felt like Molly wasn't pushing anything necessarily, but, like, she's, she was waiting for the I love you, and they were stuck at the yeah. like you fade phase for a really long yep. time which for a couple that has been in there like and coupled up the second longest is like I feel like they might have already been at an exclusive page or like a boyfriend girlfriend page or like an I love you page more naturally and for like a mm-hmm. long, longer period time of period whatever period of time um and it just felt like they were stuck at the same i like you phase for so long and like zach was like okay i guess we're on the final date so i guess i'm gonna say i love you because that's where we should be but i don't know i feel like when they get on the outside like that sneaky little devil of his that on his shoulder is going to be like DMs open. Let's fucking go. You know? I mean, to be fair, he got like, he got roped into being exclusive. He got roped into not getting to know anybody else. And now he's getting roped into saying that I love you. Like, I just feel like it's been conveniently decided for him and he's just like going along with it right so yeah that's why i agree with what you're saying about when they get to the outside and he feels like he's back in like control of himself things might end up looking a little different that's exactly perfectly said and also like yeah we 
I had to cringe at the Molly bracelet thing because, like, oh, that was. Because <sighs> here's the thing, she said she got a bracelet when she was going home the first time to give to him to prove that she was waiting for him at the airport. Mind you, a three fucking dollar bracelet. One, one number is ugly. Number two is ugly as fuck. And number two. <laughs> okay. Fair, fine. Let's get to number three then. It is not original. The whole bracelet thing. We've been doing this since season three. And here's the thing. Season three, it was original. Or season, yeah, season three, it was original. So fine. Kim, do your thing. Do your little bracelet thing. Love that. The second somebody else mimicked that exact thing, I was like, you're done. I never <laughs> find it sincere. Anytime yeah. people are like, I'm going to give you a bracelet. No, we're just, we're doing the nostalgia bait thing. I, you, I cannot take this sincerely as a gesture. Number four, do we believe Molly that she got that bracelet on her trip home the first time? Girl, I don't know. I mean, the because it's made out of like wood and it seems like very... Yeah, like seems like a, a like uh, it seems like a souvenir. It seems like a Spanish souvenir. However, yeah. when you land, you can go to duty free and get your little Spanish souvenir. So my thing, yeah. like, I think it's really easy to say, like, oh, I got this for you, like, because I like wanted to show you I was gonna wait for you and whatever. But girl, she came back. And like I thought, I've grown yeah. to like Molly more because I do think I've seen her mature a little bit more in terms of like some pickmeisms, um, yeah, and some of the performance that she was doing before. But still, she's a theater kid, so she's got that she's got that performance dog in her. So I think it's really convenient to be like, I got this for you when I went home. But like, really, like she got it to have her little moment when she had her reunion with Zach. And I feel like she wanted to give it sooner, but he just was not putting in that energy until maybe a little more recently. Yeah, I, okay, so I don't agree that it's more about the performance. Like I genuinely think it was like an intentional, like wholesome in quotes, act on her part. I just think that she is such a romantic at heart and we've seen that. So I wasn't surprised that she did that. I was just surprised because I was like, Zach didn't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. This is so cringe. And she was like, I bought this for you to like, you know, show that I was waiting for you. And I was like, she's obsessed with this man. It had only been like two weeks at that point. Yeah. And it was just, I felt like, again, I don't know what it is, but their interactions, the things they talk about, the way they act, it just, I feel like it's forced. And I, I can't help but think that, like, Zach, like, blink twice if you need help. Like, I don't. <laughs> but it's like, at this point, I don't even feel any sympathy because it's like, you're a grown man. Yeah, yeah. You're in a situation you don't want to be in. That is all on you because you've like just literally sat there, ate your food and just 
been on this journey, let this journey happen to you. So there's really nothing to say. Like if he deads it with her on the outside, like at this point, I will kind of feel bad mm-hmm. for her because it's just like he faked it and he faked it. He phoned it in pretty bad and she still bought that shit. So totally. I'll just like kind of feel bad for her because it's like, oh, everybody could see it except for you. And I know there's some Molly and Zach fans out there and like, you know, I'm really not trying to be hard on them because I, I, I've had my moments where I enjoyed them as characters recently. Mm-hmm. But them as a couple, it's just hard to not see it as like him phoning it in. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But I don't know. Another couple that I feel like has kind of turned a leaf. Yes. Just like Molly and Zach have. Sammy and Jess. Yes. So over the past week, we've seen Sammy and Jess really kind of like settle down in the most Sammy and Jess way possible. Like they're still fighting like tooth and nail whenever they butt heads. But a lot of their interactions have become more soft. Like Val mentioned during the recap, Sammy actually defended the girls for once instead of following his leader, Ty. Like we have a lot of... Um, moments this week where we genuinely see Jess and Sammy settle into their own and like understand how to be together in a way that's not like insanely crazy Yeah. and the only bust up they really had was after the boys secret mission where she was like I don't fucking want to drink a corn smoothie (laughs) and afterwards like they bickered about it for like maybe two or three times and then just were snuggling they're fine Yeah. so That was very surprising. The only thing that I really had to say about them here and the reason why they're next is because of the fact that Parents' Day, Jess's mom, with her little airline tattoo on her wrist for some reason, was like, when Jess asked, like, oh, how do the girls feel? Her mom was like, "Uh," and then she said, I'm not sure. But she wouldn't have made that noise if her friends liked him. So what do we think their outside experience is going to be? Well, so, okay, yeah. I feel like that situation was a little uncomfy because... It was tea. I feel like maybe Jess's mom wanted to say more, but Jess was already in kind of too deep. And like mm-hmm. at some point when your friend or when your friend or your daughter or whatever is dating someone you don't like, but they're in too deep, you kind of can't say too much because you you could just end up pushing them more into their arms. So I feel like just his mom's approach was like, okay, he overall seems like a nice guy, ish, like a funny chap, if you will. But <laughs> his behavior towards you was icky. So I'm just kind of going to, like, let this be what it is and give him a chance, but also be more honest on the outside, right? And it seems like her friends are going to be as well. But at the same time, Jess and Sammy are from a very similar area, and people have, like, seen that she actually happens to follow, like, one of his friends. So they have friends on the outside, um, and they run in similar circles, and they live in similar areas. So I think, like, realistically, Sammy and Jess could last longer than some of the other couples who may live further or may 
um, be a little less like on the same wavelength because throughout it all, I still feel like Sammy and Jess were always on the same wavelength. Maybe yeah, totally. Age, but like they just do seem like really similar people. Um, mm-hmm. And even when they disagree, it seems like they have no problem like communicating what it is that's bothering them. Maybe Sammy more than Jess has a problem communicating, but that's just more based on his own maturity levels. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it seems like they've always been able to understand each other. And even with the little bicker that they had recently about the smoothie, like it was a really relatable argument where it's like, I'm annoyed because you didn't drink the smoothie and like yeah you didn't know but now we don't have like a little like party tonight and just as i i didn't know and i don't want to drink a fucking smoothie and like now you're mad at me over something he i didn't know and he's like no i'm not mad i'm not in the mood and she's like okay me neither and then they they just cut through (laughs) it and they're like okay it's fine literally nothing to be annoyed about it was kind of relatable. Like, okay, I've been there. Like, that. you are annoyed, but it's like nothing to be annoyed about. So you're just like, yeah. All right, let's just hug it out and it's fine. Right. Like, a relatable thing. So I don't know. I feel like when they're on the outside, their friends might give them a little bit of truth tea, but then mm-hmm. also give them the chance to prove themselves. And I think they will. Also, Sammy and Jess are surprisingly the favored Facebook couple. And I interesting because Facebook kind of has like a big Love Island community community amongst mm-hmm. you no know, older, whiter British women <laughs> who tend to oh okay be, you know the white couple even if they're really toxic so mm-hmm. sammy and jess surprisingly have a really really large following which i'm not surprising because i don't like them as people but more so surprising because they've had less time to be a cuter couple than right other couples but they like have a really large following so it's going to be interesting to see like where the couples end up being ranked like I just still feel like third place is gonna be where they end up but I don't know like I kind of thought Luca and Gemma would be third place and then they swooped into second thanks to those Facebook moms I wouldn't be mad if well actually no I the only reasonable spot that I see Justin Sammy in is third exactly so if they snag second, okay. Like, I wouldn't be mad about it. Let's say this. I wouldn't be mad if they came in second. Are they my winners? No. 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 My thing is, like, and we'll get to it in a minute, Um, but, like, do Ella and Tyreek deserve second place or do Justin Sammy? Like, I feel like Ella and Tyreek deserve it more for like mm-hmm. the constant like drama they brought and like the tone they set and like being the longest running couple and all that stuff and saying the I love yous and and the boyfriend girlfriend stuff like in a really natural and cute way an original way um mm-hmm. so yeah I just see that I see I see them getting second place and they deserve second place like even though I've come around on Sammy 
and I've seen a nicer, more genuine side to him that is not so like easy to snap and bite and be so mean. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen him be so nice to the girls and stick up for the girls in the last two episodes, three episodes, which has been great and give really good advice. Um, mm-hmm. I still feel like we didn't get enough of that from him. So for no. me, I can't in good nature want him to get second place. But he could happily get my third, you know, place slot. Sorry. For- okay, bronze. <laughs> that's so good. Bronze. All right. I think that's pretty much like all there is to say about them. Like, wow. it's great that they've turned a new leaf. They're definitely in their new, like, we're settled era. And it kind of shows, like, they complement one another well. But our favorite couple <laughs> and our first and second place couples actually are in a birdhouse together this week just because of the mini mix-up shake-up between two of them. So our birdhouse, Locke and Whitney and Ella and Ty. So I guess we'll just start with final dates and then we'll go into the drama from the past week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Wit and Locke go on this, like, sexy yacht date where both of them were looking so good. Honestly, like, Wit ate in that little two-piece, like, high-slit number and, like, this, like, pearl gold color, which I loved. Love it. So, first of all, I had to give that shout-out to that outfit. Second, I think one thing that I've loved about Locke and Whitney's progression is that, like, Unlike Molly and Zach, like, I don't feel like they're forcing it. They're genuinely there to find a connection, and they're evolving on that connection. And just time and time again, Locke is just there. They are so cute together. He defends his woman. Like, there's just a lot of, like, very positive things when you observe this couple, that you're like, you know what? Yeah, they're compatible. They make sense. They bring the best out of one another. And they're just genuinely in there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think this would be like an Amber Greg um, situation when, you know, Amber and Greg won and Amber literally like bent over with her hands on her knees. And she was like, what? Like, that's I feel like if Whitney were to have a reaction, it would be like that as well. Because I don't think Whitney's in there to be like, oh, game player, I'm going to win, all this other stuff. So I genuinely think, like, they don't think they're going to win, but I feel like they will. I think that they – okay, well, that is a whole separate conversation because I've been told that they are the number one couple. And yeah. even a week before that, they were on After Sun and, like, did a little – one of those little cutesy interviews, like, couple tests mm-hmm. – and the cheers that were happening for Whitney, it was like literally like Whitney, 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 and it would not die down. And she was like, she had her little earpiece so she could hear it. And like nobody else has gotten that reaction. And somebody asked Catherine now that she's on the outside, like, oh, does Whitney know how popular she is? And Catherine was like, oh yeah, definitely. Like people would come in and be like, Oh my God, my mom loves you, whatever, stuff like that. Like, oh my God, he's dead, whatever, stuff like that. So Catherine was like, yeah, she definitely knows she's like really popular. So I don't think it's an Amber and Greg situation because one, I think Lockin has really like earned his place so much. No, I just meant like when they won. 
like the the outcome of like when they won like I, even amber like i know amber was completely in the dark about like how much everybody genuinely did love her but i i still don't feel like like i feel like they're still going to be surprised if they win i think like she'll be like i think she'll honestly i think she'll feign a little bit of surprise that she's already gone in the smug comments but if she mm-hmm. won i don't know how surprised she could be like she knows she's so popular but mm-hmm. anyways um yeah i've just loved to see their growth and their development they're just so fucking sweet together their mm-hmm. parents day was really nice the way her sister was like i like him i love him but let me go have a conversation with him about the whole exclusive thing. Like, let me go make sure True. that we're really cooking with some gas over here, okay? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I really see it for us on the outside, but I don't want anything to come in naturally, and I don't want to move at a pace for us that doesn't make sense or, like, we're we're skipping steps and stuff like that. And he's been genuine, like, seriously the whole way through, has really, like, backed her up so much in the house and really let her flourish like we could have gotten this Whitney so much sooner had Maddie not like hated everything about her and constantly put her down <laughs> um and to see Lockin just like completely do the opposite and bring out such a soft and mushy side of her as well where she's like really opening up about her feelings um it's just so sweet and they've moved into the exclusive category I genuinely think he is gonna wait um until the outside to make him like to make each other boyfriend girlfriend and i think that's good for them like they deserve that privacy and to not have that moment scrutinized the way other moments for them have been scrutinized and the way they've been like called smug in there like they deserve to just like have that genuine experience on the outside um totally what else what else is i gonna say oh it's also just so nice to see everybody finally in agreement that they are actually so well-suited, so in love, so lovey-dovey. Because, like, for a minute there, people were saying they were the least compatible. And I was like, are we fucking for real right now? So it's... Yeah, they're just jealous, jealous assholes. Literally. Yeah, they're like, now that we literally can't vote them out. I mean, they all had the opportunity to vote them out if they really wanted to, but... It would have just looked so bad on their part and absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Um, and so they're like, whatever, like, you know, we're just going to let this little gameplay beef go. Because honestly, I think they were way more sick of Mitch and his bullshit. They were like, we need this man gone. I cannot immediately up there with Mitch. <laughs> no, for sure. I think like Wit and Locke, obviously this season val and i are very biased because we love them and everything about them and rightfully so but i can't help but wonder if in the whole ella and ty situation what if ty on the final date was like i want to vote Wittenlock? do you think she would defend do you think she would find a voice do you think she'd find a leg to stand on do you think she would snap to her senses and realize like, no, this is my time. I got to defend my girl. Or do you think she's pulling the grafties? Were you silent or were you silenced? Oh, she was silent. She chose not. <laughs> I mean, okay, listen, we didn't see everything. 
she gave yeah. a look like you're doing too much at the Grafties. But frankly, like if you're my friend, that's really not enough. The way that he spoke. No, I want you to scream, cry, throw up, swing. Like, like if you say you're my sister, I would never like a friend. I would never let anyone talk to my friend like that. My sister. Oh, it's on site. It's hands on site. You would literally, I would be in jail for the shit that I did to you, the way you spoke to my sister, if you spoke to my sister like that. So for me, she didn't do enough. Did we maybe not see something? Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Maybe we didn't. Like maybe she was gripping his thigh under the freaking table or something. Like she'll fuck up. But like even still, she was like, oh, it's between the guys. I'm like, it's not between the guys. If he told me yeah. to shut up. But that being said, that being said, I really don't think Ella would have ever let Ty vote for Whitney. Mm-hmm. Like the only, you know, and people might be like, oh, well, you know, she let Ty vote for Whitney like before. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember she was with Medi. And that was right. seriously like as much as we don't, we didn't want Whitney to be voted or be at danger during an incompatibility vote. Like they were one of the more incompatible pairs in there. Not the mm-hmm. most though, because they were actually trying a romantic connection as opposed to Leah and Mitchell. Um, right. But they were the most incompatible. So I do still feel like it was valid for Ella to have voted for her at that time. At that time. Right. At this point, I don't I don't I don't think that Ty would have roped her in to voting Whitney and Lockin. Like I see especially not when M- Mitch and Ella B were in there. Mm-hmm. If there was maybe like a different couple, could he have found the grounds to vote for Whitney and Lockin as opposed to Mitch and Ella B? Maybe and maybe she would have fought for it but let it slide i just like i'd like to think she wouldn't because mm-hmm. what whitney and Lockin have is so real and ella b's has or not ella b ella has been like a big proponent of it like really supportive of it um right other people weren't so i think no <laughs> all that to say i think no but, yeah. you know, speaking of the drama, I'm really happy to have seen that Locke, Lockin spoke up and was like, do not talk to her like that. Like, obviously, Wit was going to, like, shut that shit down because she's, like, a strong, confident woman. But, gentlemen, if any of you are watching, if there, if there are any men here listening... I hope you know that for me, as a, as I would like to think, a strong, confident, opinionated woman who is not, you know, going to ever be spoken to like that because I'm always shut that shit down, always. It is still, it is still nice when your partner backs you in those situations because, like, yes, am I always going to have my own back for sure? But I think sometimes when people are dating more opinionated, strong people, they're like, oh, they got it. Like, they don't need me. They got it. And it's like, no, like, I want your support and your allyship. And, like, I don't want to, you know, because sometimes when, like, you're dating that character, you are that character. 
like people are like, oh, well, they're strong and they're confident. They're fine. It's like, no, I'm not fine because that hurt my feelings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I want to be supported and know that, like, uh, what I'm feeling is valid. And I, I'm happy that Lockin did that, especially because, like, you know, with the whole Zach and Whitney confrontation, he was, like, a little more passive about that. Um, mm-hmm. Also, they're at a completely different stage now. So it's nice to see that, like, the further they get, the more and more and more supportive he is of her and willing. Totally. And and that's how I feel. Like, th- I feel like that was just such a great testament to how much he is actually into her mm-hmm. because – Locke is like a quiet guy. Like we haven't seen him raise his voice. Like we haven't seen him, you know, pu- push back, if you will. And so if he was willing to like sit there and be like, why can't you talk normal? Like, what are you like? Why are you shouting? All this other stuff like that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, okay. Like, loved it. I was like, but I think for me, I'm biased. So if you guys don't know, like Val and I are both fire signs. So it's like, (laughs) you don't want us to take care of it. Okay. Because when we take care of it, everybody's fucking going down. So sometimes, yeah, it's nice to have a partner that like takes care of the situation before you fucking yep. bust it up you- in the environment. And then everybody is mad at your reaction and not yeah. what happened. Totally. Uh, which, you know. So that's just kind of how I feel. But in terms of Ella and Ty's like last date, so they went on this like a fire date. I thought it was beautiful, honestly. They had a great like last date. Yeah. And basically ty asks ella to be his girlfriend so mr fucking boyfriend is now settled down he's like fighting the good fight if you will Uh and of course ella's like i'm so happy yes i'll be your girlfriend and i'm like girl you need to make sure you check in with your friends. Like, who cares about your friends? What This is what your mom thinks. And meanwhile, her mom is like, you're going to have twins. I really see marriage. And I'm like, okay, her mama's the Lulu as much as her. Like, yeah. the mom, speaking about selling a dream, the mom is also selling dreams up in here. Like, the relation was too crazy. I was like, oh, my God, this is her mom. Like, this is really her mom's. I was really surprised. I'm not saying that I'm not a fan of Ella and Ty because don't get me wrong. Like I, Ella's a ride or die for sure. Mm. I just think it's really disappointing that she won't stick up for what's right in a situation where Ty would be her opposer Mm. if she did speak up. And even when Wit was like, hey, can I steal your man for a second? Like Ella wasn't like, okay, yeah, like, I hope you guys work things out, like, Ty, you know, be on your best behavior, like, nothing like that. She was like, sure. And she, like, walked away. And I was like, again, the whole sisterly comment really resonates with me. Like, Val, yeah, I'm the same way. If somebody even looks at my sister wrong, it is on site. Mm -hmm. So for her to be, like, so lax about the whole thing, I was like, kind of an ick for me personally. Like, and also, I guess I'm biased because, like, I just can't stand girls who, like, make their whole personality like their boyfriend so that's what she's kind of giving me and like it's just very i don't know it's an ick for me she seems like the kind of girl who definitely like the second she gets a boyfriend and she's locked up like she goes ghost and you're like Like, you will never see this face again (laughs) yeah Yeah. literally you're like hey girl what's hey what you doing 
And she's like yeah. at home, you know, she's like, I'm minding my business, me and my man. You know, I'm not going mm-hmm. out because I'm respecting my man. Bullshit. Like, stuff. But he's going to go out. He can go out. She can. Yeah, I don't want to make assumptions of what they're, you know. <laughs> Especially, like, if they get second place. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you get second place in Love Island history, you're kind of locked you into your life. Whereas, like, for in sure. first place, like, you're destined for failure. Um, I and Okay, like to be honest with you. That has, like. I like them together, though. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, they fit. I, we're fans of Ella and Ty. It's just this, like, eh, teeny tiny, like, what are you doing? Like, she never opposes Ty. That's it. No, 100%. I like them. I like them as people. Even when Ty pisses me off, like, I can see very much so how, like, he is, like, a good guy to be friends with and, like, is nice and funny and whatever. Like, I can see all of those traits. But the traits that he does have that are negative are not just, like, negative in general. They're negative to be in partnership with. And Ella just does not really, like, call him up on those things enough, especially now that, like, they're locked in. Like, ever since they said, I love you, it feels like she's kind of um, put the blinders on fully to a lot of these behaviors because, you know, it's one thing when it's your friend and, like, you Listen, at the end of the day, you got to back your friend because, like, if your friend is going to be treated like that, who knows when that's going to be you? And, you know, it's giving very much like, I only care when it happens to me, which then goes hand in hand with the comments that Winnie did make that she has selfish tendencies, you know, where like she isn't going to care until it happens to her. So, like, it's all fun and games when Tyreek talks to Wit like that and she just kind of pouts and is like, well, stop, that's like my friend. But when it's her, she's going to be crying up a storm, being like, I don't know if I can do this. He doesn't respect me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. He kind of gave you those red flags before that he might not respect your opinion or that the second that you call him on anything, he'll go on the defense and dig at you first to make you feel like shit or make you seem like you're at fault more than he is. Like, he does these things and, like, do I hope he grows out of it over time? Yes. But that's not going to happen if she never calls him on it. Totally. And also, you guys, it's, like, really early morning, so I'm, like, stuffing my face with breakfast. But there's just nothing more to say. I mean, there's definitely some concerns with their, like, long-term compatibility, just given that in the outside world... Ty not, might not be as tame, but I can also see him, like, keeping it locked down. Like, he, you can see that he really loves her. Yeah. I can, listen, I can see them lasting, like, a year. A year, for sure. I don't know. From then, I'd have to see, like, you know, what the vibe is. But we'll never know, you know? Like, we'll never know what happens behind closed doors. So they can make it a year and, like, the whole time... He could have been cheating on her and we just didn't know. Or they can make it a smooth sailing and keep going the year and, like, keep taking on the years. Like, we'll just never know what happens behind closed doors. But, like, if they do last for a long time, like, I'd be so happy to see it and see them grow together, whatever. I feel like he's not going to cheat on her. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think he's going to put his boys above her, priority-wise. That's the only thing I can see coming out of this. Like, I don't know why, but 
and this is bold of me to say, like, I just don't think that Ty would risk, like, cheating on her. You know, higher, higher profile men have risked, mm. <laughs> have risked such things. I don't know. True. I just feel like there's been, like, a lot of infidelity that's broken up these post-Casa romances. So I just don't want to be disappointed by telling yeah. myself that it's not going to happen. But No, for sure. I would, I would like to think that it won't and that if they ever split up, it's more due to him, like, still needing that time to find some maturity outside of the context of a relationship. Because at the end of the day, this is his first relationship. And a lot of people don't end up with the person that they get into their first relationship with for true valid reasons. So it's time. I totally forgot. Yeah. He's never been a boy. He's never been a boy. So there's going to be a lot mm. of stuff that a first time boy is going to do. That is going to be first time boyfy, you know, and it's not. Yeah, I feel that. Be some bumps, but if they're right for you, I mean, I hope it lasts forever. And if they're not, then I hope that they ended on good terms. Yeah. I mean, speaking of people who ended up on good terms, though, like Abby and Scott, <laughs> prime examples of Abby being like, I'm deading this because. <laughs> You're friend zoning me, but she couldn't even debt it because she was interested in Scott. Scott had to be like, look, like, I'm not really feeling this. And then boom, they left that same day. They left that same night and day. Um, I don't really have much to say about Abby and Scott, aside from the fact that, like, I've never seen Abby try to force something so hard. And, like, I genuinely did feel bad for her because she kept kind of, like, looking for reassurance from everybody else on whether or not Scott liked her instead of kind of trusting her own gut. And I'm wondering if she kind of was unable to trust herself just because of the whole Mitch situation. Like, I'm kind of glad that she went home because she was kind of losing it in there. And no one really was helping her cope in the best way. So I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, like, I'm glad that she, like, actually, if we were, if we were releasing our, our episode on time, like, if we released one on Wednesday, we were, or I was gonna title it Leave Abby Alone, because I was like, damn, like, the grafties were just, like, time and time again, just putting her down, and I was like, man, no one really deserves this, I felt bad. time, like, I felt like the producers were like, okay, we're gonna, like, Make it seem like we're unbiased, but we're gonna roll the tapes in Abby's favor. Mm -hmm. Like, they rolled yeah. the tapes that <laughs> exonerated her, that proved that she was dead. <laughs> and he still spun it in a way that was like, well, that's how I felt back then. And it's like... Yeah, yeah like, what? Oh. That was like a day ago. But, like, the whole, like, oh, it's forced with Ella B. For a that was wild. straight, he said, I never said that. So it's not even a matter of like, oh, that's how I felt at the time, but I changed my mind and I went about it the wrong way. Like he never could own up to the fact that he said it in the first place. He said it was a lie. And then when he got called out for it, he wasn't like, oh yeah, I lied, LOL. Like, no, he was like, well, he spun a tale. He spun it yeah. as Mitch does. My thing with as usual, Abby and Scott is like, I really wish that Scott had just deaded it sooner because it was, it was obvious that he didn't like her. And like, mm -hmm. it's just unfair that his entire experience in the villa 
was ruined by these murmurs of him being a game player and him like phoning it in and all this stuff. And even to this day, Katie and Uzi are out on the outside saying like, oh yeah, Scott was fake. He told me like all this stuff, whatever. And it's like, man, shut the fuck up. Like even Uzi being like, oh yeah. Seriously. Uzi, you weren't even in the villa when Scott and Catherine like dated. So yeah, what the fuck you're talking about? And Catherine, or sorry, and then Katie to be like, oh yeah, Scott told me he might have coupled up, like had the lineup been better. It's like, yeah, of course he was going to say that after he was devastated that Catherine came back in with somebody. Hindsight mm-hmm. 2020, maybe he would have gone in to know somebody else as well so he could have continued a more fruitful Love Island experience. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's anything wrong to say. And then at the same time, Katie's like, oh yeah, and Elam told me he was only there to promote his business. So, like, why did you push Elam on Catherine? Bruh. But right. Scott is the game player? Like, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation where Katie has this grudge against Catherine for some reason and mm-hmm. feels the need to put her relationship down and say that she's actually, like, undesirable. I find that disgusting, but a whole nother conversation. My point being, Scott's experience was completely ruined by the fact that everyone wanted to just say he was a game player when he was yep. one of the realest people in there and it's like yeah he couldn't even get to know abby on like a normal level without these insane this insane pressure on it and this insane like scrutiny on it it's like mm-hmm. okay maybe like within a week's time they would have noticed like you know week one love island but like the fact that it was week seven love island and everybody was like i don't know right. why you're here it's like well you know he can't help if he's a public fave so he's gonna take his time to get to know abby but then all the for sure and the obsession with them it just did not help and then he was stuck in a situation and then mm-hmm. you know whatever he should have done it sooner but at the same time like he just was never given a fair shot in there I don't think so either, and as one of the most handsomest guys in there, it was really sad to see that his Love Island journey just came to an end so suddenly towards the end. He had such a great attitude about it, but honestly, he was done. Like, once Catherine and Elam went and, you know, he realized that Abby wasn't the type of person that he wanted to be with, just given her obsession with Mitch and, like, just how full on she can be sometimes with pursuing people, um... It was just, it was a lot. Do you think that Scott and Catherine have a chance of connecting on the outside or do you think like Scott's done? Um, I don't know. In my I like want them to get back together. In my I want them to get together. They're married yeah. and have three children. <laughs> okay, right. for sure. For sure. Um, you know, he really didn't have an experience that he deserved to have and neither did she. And I feel like Mm -hmm. on the out, you know, Catherine said they left on good terms. And she even said, like, you know, towards the end of it, she was thinking, like, maybe I should go back there, see what's up. I don't know. Maybe she was just saying that because her and Elam had ended things and she was kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, But he's leaving single. She is single. They both had an experience they didn't deserve to have. I think, like, maybe if they get out on the outside 
and you know they're there with their bestie Whitney and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they can bond over the fact that like people really were just unfair to them and were in their ear I think you know that is it's how can if Scott can't see where she's coming from after like Mm -hmm. weeks of him constantly having people in his ear like I would be surprised like I feel like it is something that they can relate on start a new clean slate from see where they go from there because they just had something really special like I don't know I hope they can rekindle but you know that is for a different time time will yeah totally um I don't I mean, time was going to fucking tell for Mitch and Ella B as well. Like, they're donezo. There's no way Ella's staying with him after Love Island. Like, they're going home, Mm -hmm. first of all. Sunday night, goodbye. They're going Yeah, I mean, these couples have been dropping, like, flies on the outside. Catherine Catherine and Ella, Lee and Montel are done as well. Um, Who else? Maybe that's it. Katie and Uzi might still be holding on to something. I don't know. Yeah. That's she's definitely trying to beat those I went on the violin for the paycheck allegations. So For sure. You know I should what a disappointing return. What a disappointing return. I have nothing else to Seriously. say. About that. But <laughs> Abby, I'm I'm saying it now, like Abby or Ella? Abby and Mitch are like not done. Uh, and like yeah. I hope Abby is more done than Mitch, but like I'm glad, and listen, was Abby obsessed with the situation? Yes, but she spent weeks being told she was a liar. So, like, frankly, I'd kind of be like a dog with a bone, too. At some point, yeah. I dropped it, though, because it's just making, you know, it would have just made me look worse. It was just making Abby look worse, even if she was right. Mm-hmm. But Mitch was just as obsessed with her, if we're being fucking for real. Like, yeah, he was not more obsessed with her. Like, he had an obsession with talking about Scott and Abby and, like, an obsession about putting Abby down. Literally loved to put Abby down all the fucking time to the point where it was, like, right. embarrassing. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, for weeks, or not for weeks, but, like, for, like, a good week, the Islanders were like, yeah, like, Abby, you kind of went about the whole thing wrong. Like, it is what it is. We tried to give you your help and your advice, and you didn't take it. And now Mitch is somebody else. All good and well, right? All justified. But it got to the point where she was trying to get to know Scott, and Mitch was constantly putting her down. And the Islanders were like, bro, Mitch, like, you just, you're annoying at this point. Totally. Sammy had to be like, you look obsessed. You look like you care about her. Like, the fact that you're still talking about it, like, do you not think Ella B is going to be concerned at this point? Because you won't fucking let it go. You won't stop talking about Abby. You're practically in love with the girl. And Ella B had to say something, too. Ella B I know. Was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm fucking tired of this. And he still kept going. And I just think it's so crazy that the second Abby left the villa... He goes in with the, I think, LB is fake shit. Which was just so out of pocket. And this was like the classic Mitch self-destruct situation. I was like, I don't, I wasn't expecting it. But also I was like, okay, how's he going to fuck this up? Like I was waiting for that to happen. I just feel like two things. Like one, he was, he was, he wanted that whole like, 
oh my god, LB, she whisked me away storyline. And then everybody mm-hmm. was like, dude, it's annoying. Like, no one gives a fuck, and you won't shut the fuck about, up about Abby. So the second Abby was out of the equation, like, the relationship didn't have that drama. Like, he wants to be that character and that victim. But um, right. he's just always the villain in the situation. And then when he clocked that he might have been the villain in the situation because everyone was like, bro, shut the fuck up. He was like, okay, Scott and Abby are home, which makes us the most vulnerable couple, which means we are going to get voted. How can I spin this in a way so that I look like the victim again? Like a victim of my circumstances. And it's like, okay. He's got... He's got issues. So then he calls LFB a game player and fake. And I'm like, okay. It wasn't even like the the word game player. It was just, I think she's really fake, bro. Like... Yeah, I feel like somehow it's worse that he called her fake mm-hmm. instead of a game player. Because at least game player is like attributing something that, to her that like, oh. Like, like That's the association though. Like when you're fake in Love Island, it's because you're a game player. Yeah, which is fair. But I just thought that was so uncalled for. Yeah. And then the fact that she literally came into, through the door into the bedroom and then he her. like kissed her. I was like fake. Right after? Fake who? You're fake. I was like, men are trash. Okay, literally, it came after the conversation of them on the daybeds and the compatibility vote. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, she was like, hopefully we prove to everyone that we're real and we really like each other and I really like you and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, or she, whatever. She's like, we have all the time in the world to get to know each other. And he's like, no, we don't. Yeah on the outside and he's like oh yeah i'm like how does that not red flag and then he spins around and says that she's fake i'm like you're the one who literally only you just showed that you only care about this relationship within the context of love island totally she's fake so yeah i feel like he kind of wove that little like i think she's fake situation to be like to save face when they get voted least compatible and like blame it on her. To- yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I couldn't even totally that. And I was like, no, that's literally what his pl- ploy is. And that's what's going to play out, yeah. which is really disappointing. Yeah. And then it's like going to give him his way out. Cause I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe Ella B, like, I think at this point, the way Ella B cried about it, she clearly like does have feelings about that. She does. And he just oh my God, sat there so and watched her cry the whole day. And was like, I why know. Is she crying? Like, he only cared that word got out because it made him look bad, not because it hurt her feelings. Exactly. And it was like, who, like, mouthed off to her? Like, who, you know, said whatever? And that's the wrong concern to have when you see your partner in distress about something you said. Yeah. He didn't even say sorry. He didn't even say sorry. <clears throat> genuinely i hope they get on the outside and her friends are like you need to leave this man because he is a villain i couldn't believe that her mom was like fine with him i was like mrs b i'm like get it together girl i was like you like she just wants her daughter 
like she's such a show mom by the way like i don't know if you noticed that but like ella b and like her mom coming in it made me understand a lot better why she was a show kid because of the mom like she was like dance moms like someone called abby lee miller's like school of dance or whatever um so that was that was insane but aside from that like we know mitch and ella b are going home tomorrow yeah so that's pretty much it will they even last a fucking day no they're not gonna last a week on the outside there's no way i think ella's willing to try it which is really sad that she is but like mitch is gonna fuck something up yeah but apparently katie had mentioned that mitch kept saying that he wanted to be like a really iconic or memorable islander Mm -hmm. so this at the end of the day might all be a skit too but i can't imagine someone like normal acting like this so if he really is like doing this for the bit like he's really committing to it yeah and at the end of the day like you can be a character while being a good person and like there's no better example this season than Whitney and Scott. Totally. And yeah, I loved Scott's commitment to just constantly drag Mitch through the mud. At any it's so point, funny. Any like the opportunity because completely deserved. W- like, you know, he had to be put in his place time and time again. Cause literally Mitch thought he was like, Don't disrespect the king. Like if you, I know. Like, what is the fucking king? What Loserville? Like, hello. That was such an ick for me as well. I was like, okay. Like, even when he accepted his Mad Moves Award, he, like, thought he ate by, like, telling everybody to be quiet and stuff. I was like, shut up. And even Ella was like, sit down. Like, she was so embarrassed to, like, be around him as well. Scott disrespected him by being like, sit the fuck down, you knobhead. And Ella B was just like, yeah, you should sit down. (laughs) Like... Hello. Uh, that's when you know. That's when you know you fucked up. Like, all right, well, it was a good run for Mitch and Ella B on this season. Like, we know where they're going home tomorrow. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Our final rankings, though. Witt and Locke, number one, are going to win. Mm-hmm. Ella and Ty, probably second place. Mm-hmm. Third place, Sammy and Jess. And fourth, Molly and Zach. Yeah. I so that's the, dream, that's the dream lineup. That's the dream lineup. I'm going to be really surprised if it ends up like any other way. Um, I guess the only thing I have to add about that lineup, if I could have Whitney win and break the curse, that is my ideal situation. Totally. I don't want Whitney and Logan to get first place and then for them to get the first place curse, which is like break up. Because now I think every winner of Love Island has broken up. Well, actually, no, sorry. Season two, we have a married couple from that winning duo, Scott. Well, yeah, but we're talking about more recent, like recently. Oh, yeah, no, season one, breakup. Season three, breakup. Mm -hmm. Season four, breakup. Season five, Mm -hmm. breakup. Season six, they Mm -hmm. just broke up. Season seven... They broke up, but they got back together. But does anybody even want that for Millie? No. No. Uh, They're still... No. What was season eight? No. Who won season Season eight? Oh. Uh, And I can sue. Break up. Yeah. Season nine. We had our second place winners, actually. Oh, my God. And our first... I forgot. Still together. But it's only been three months. So right Uh now, meaning the curse... But, and they seem really in love, and they just bought, like, are going to move in together. 
So I'm really hoping for good things for them. And I hope that they mm-hmm. break the curse. But I hope Whitney and Lockin are the next to break the curse. <laughs> totally. No, I just think it's... I was going to say I forgot that season eight was Ekin Sue and Davide because... I, like, I'm so shook that they broke up. I'm not surprised, but I'm also, like, shook. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They're both getting their bag, though. Check out their new spinoff show. <laughs> I could do a nominee, whatever, go home or something. But anyway, yeah, I don't I don't know. But you guys, like, thank you so much for sticking with us for yet another season of Love Island. If you haven't found us on social media, to just kind of catch up with us on our off-seasons. Find us on Instagram at VillaBirds, on TikTok at VillaBirds, and on Twitter at VillaBirdsPod. Um, thank you so much for such a great season so far. We've loved chatting with everybody, and we will talk to you guys next week. When we find out who our winners are. Ah! All right. It'll be fun. We, we always have a good time. So thank you, and goodbye. Peace. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.